How much does it really matter which words a song uses? Does it really matter whether a song uses the word crack or the word rift? After all, both words have the same meaning, and they both have the same number of syllables. But oddly enough, the sounds in a word can affect us psychologically and change how we feel. Welcome to Song Appeal, where we dive into your favorite songs to answer the question, why do we like the music we like? I'm your host, Hunter Ferris, and over the month of October, we're doing a mini-series where we take a look at four famous horror themes and a fifth one on Patreon to answer the question, what makes music scary? So today, let's take a look at what makes the theme from Friday the 13th scary. You can find the full transcript for this episode, the show notes, and a link to hear the theme at songappealofficial.com slash Friday the 13th. Just like the movie, that's not the word 13th, it's the numbers 1-3, then the letters T-H. You can also support Song Appeal on Patreon at patreon.com slash songappeal. This episode will be spoiler-free. It's hard to tell sometimes why people feel the way they do about a word. Sometimes, people like a word because of what it means. One Tumblr user posted, As a college student, my favorite words are cancelled and free. But when another Tumblr user put those words in the order, free pizza is cancelled, the words became revolting. Or, more specifically, the meaning of the words became revolting. But sometimes people like or dislike a word because of how it sounds. The poet Philip Wells once said that his most hated word was pulchritude. Because even though it means beauty, the words sound ugly. There are plenty of sounds that change how we feel about a word. But since meaning and sound can both affect how we feel, let's take away the meaning entirely and look at a sound by itself so we can really know how it makes us feel. I told someone yesterday that the Friday the 13th theme uses the sound and they replied, that's really creepy. Why is it creepy when it has no meaning? Because the sound alone makes us feel like we're in danger, because sounds sharp and almost evil. When we say the sound is sharp, we usually think that's a metaphor, but it's a lot more psychological than you might think. I want you to imagine that I gave you two shapes, a star and a circle. Now imagine that I told you one of those shapes is named Boba, and the other is named Kiki. Which one is Kiki? The round shape or the pointy shape? In almost every language and culture, the answer is virtually always the same. The star shape is Kiki, and the round shape is Boba. In English, the connection between the sound key and sharpness is so strong that we describe sharp shapes with words like spiky or prickly. That nearly universal connection between specific sounds and specific shapes is called, fittingly, the Boba-Kiki effect. Why do our brains do this? V.S. Ramchandran, who named the Boba-Kiki effect, suggested this reason. When we put sounds into our memory, we store those sounds in different groups based on their descriptions. Is this a sharp sound? Is it a harsh sound? Is it a round sound? And he continued to suggest that we store shapes in similar groups based on their descriptions. Is this shape sharp? Is it harsh? Is it round? When the descriptions match, when we hear a sharp sound and see a sharp shape, we feel like the sound describes the shape. In short, we all personify things a little bit more than we would expect. We say that a shirt is loud or a voice is grating. Of course we might say that a sound, like kiki, 
sounds sharp. So when the theme from Friday the 13th plays the sound, we can feel that there's something sharp and dangerous, like a machete. The sound gives you the impression that something could kill you. And not only could something kill you, but that sound makes us feel like it wants to kill you for no other reason than because it's evil. The linguist David Crystal once wrote, here's an experiment. You're in a spaceship approaching a planet. You've been told there are two races on it, one beautiful and friendly to humans, the other unfriendly, ugly, and mean-spirited. You also know that one of these groups is called the Lamonians, the other is called the Gratax. Which is which? He continued, and I'm quoting him here, Most people assume that the Lamonians are the nice guys. It's all a matter of something called sound symbolism. Words with soft sounds such as L, M, and N are interpreted as nicer than words with hard sounds such as G and K. Than words with hard sounds such as G and K. Close quote. Linguists would say that hard sounds like K fall into the category of cacophony, which is a wonderful word to describe it because of how many K sounds there. Which is a wonderful word to describe it because of how many K sounds there are. The California Federation of Chaparral Poets said that cacophony is the sounds that are harsh, discordant, unpleasant, and that help to convey disorder. In short, cacophony helps make words sound almost evil. That's why the Gratics don't sound as friendly as the Lamonians. That's why Philip Wells hates the word pulchritude so much, because of its cacophony. That's why Tolkien, who loved this branch of linguistics, named his evil races using cacophony-filled words, like orcs and yurikai. And some characters in those races had names with even more cacophony, like Grishnak and Ugluck. Even if you didn't know anything about those characters, you could still tell that they're evil because of how much cacophony is in their names. And when you hear a cacophony-filled sound like you don't just feel like something could kill you because of how sharp the sound is, you feel like it will kill you because it sounds evil. In last week's episode about the Jaws theme, we talked about how a piece of music can represent a character in our minds, even when the character isn't on screen. And the theme from Friday the 13th does exactly that. There are times when the killer is around but isn't actually shown on screen, so the composer decided to represent the killer with music. When you hear, you know the killer is there. And if the sound had just shown up whenever the killer was there, that would do a great job at making us feel like that sound means the killer. But the composer went one step further and picked a sound that represented the killer in our minds, a sound that would give us the feelings that we would have if we saw the killer on screen. Sounds that would scare us by making us feel like the characters aren't the only ones in danger, we're also in danger. And we can feel that because sounds sharp and almost evil to us. That's why it matters whether a song uses the word crack or rift, because the sounds of a word change how we feel, from making us like a word to terrifying us for over 30 years every Friday the 13th. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, check out songappealofficial.com for more episodes. You can find more thoughts about why we like the music we like on Twitter at songappeal. You can also support Song Appeal on Patreon by visiting patreon.com songappeal, where you'll find some great perks. Again, thanks so much for listening. I'll talk with you soon. 
In the meantime, have a great day and enjoy your music.